Good morning, family. I'm so excited this morning to be sharing the word with you on Father's Day. I uh, thank you for joining us. I uh, thank you for watching us. I uh, thank you for being part of this message. Today, right across the world, the world is celebrating our fathers. Great men, men that have shaped communities, men that have shaped the world, men that have impacted in our lives like our mothers. In South Africa, we stand and we just acknowledge and we just celebrate and we just appreciate our fathers that have shaped our lives, our fathers that have made an impact in our lives like our mothers. We thank you, fathers. No words can express our appreciation, our love, our appreciation of you, fathers. We thank you. We thank you. May God bless you with many years. May God pour wisdom into your lives. And unfortunately, in the same breath, I talk to the few fathers in South Africa, a few fathers who have, a few fathers who in South Africa are perpetrating violence, violence against our women, violence against our children, violence against our mothers who are raping our mothers, who are raping our children, raping our daughters. And I'm saying to you, I'm just calling out to you as a father to actually say, these are our children. These are our mothers that are being raped. These are our daughters that are being raped. And you may not think it is your daughter, but it's someone else's daughter. You may not think it is your sister, but it is someone else's sister that you are raping, that you are murdering. And I'm just pleading with you to actually say, let this come to an end. It's a barbaric behavior. Let gender-based violence come to an end. And I am trusting that as we continue to pray as believers, God will heal South Africa. God will heal the world. Coming back to today's message, I'm saying to us this morning, today is Father's Day. We are celebrating fathers. We are honoring fathers. But as I was preparing, what am I going to share about? I was touched by our father. I was touched by God. And my message this morning is a reminder to us, it's a reminder to you listening that you have a father in heaven. You may have a father on earth and that father may have disappointed you or that father may not have been there or that father has passed on. But I'm here to say to you, you have a father in heaven and the father in heaven cares for you. He's a faithful father. He's a trustworthy father. He's a father that is worthy of the praise. He's not just an ordinary father. The title of my message this morning is No Ordinary Father. Shortened from He is not an ordinary father. No ordinary father. I am here to share with you this morning on Father's Day about our Father in heaven who is no ordinary father. Father, I pray that may this message this morning enrich souls. May this message this morning touch souls. Father, may this message this morning, Holy Spirit, I pray that you may 
touch us so that we begin to realize that we have a father in heaven he is not just the creator of the universe he is not just a healer of diseases he is not just a, a miracle worker but he is abba he is daddy he is our father i pray this morning that may we move from a functional from a positional to a relational perspective so that we can see God in a relational capacity so that we, can, we may see God as our father and have that intimacy that God wants us to have with him. I pray that this may be so as you listen to this message. This morning I'm going to start with reading from Galatians, Galatians chapter 4 verse 4 to 7. It reads thus, but when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. So that God could adopt us as his very own children. Not someone else's children, but his very own children. And because we are his children, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts prompting us to call out Abba, Daddy, Father. Now, now you are no longer a slave, but God's own, again, God's own child. Since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Glory to Jesus. What a powerful word. He sent his son so that you could be adopted. And because you have been adopted, you're no longer just an adopted child. This is a special adoption. You are God's own child. And because you are his own child, he sent Jesus' spirit, his son's spirit, into our hearts. It dwells in our hearts. It prompts us to call out Abba. Because we have a father, daddy, not just Lord, but father. That's what this message is about this morning. Hallelujah. I'm reminded in the Bible, in the book of John, John 20, when Mary comes uh, the Sunday after Jesus is crucified. And Jesus has risen and sees a man in the garden. And first she thinks he's a gardener. But then when Jesus calls her Mary, she realizes that this is the teacher. He then says to her, I think Mary was reaching out to cling to him. And Jesus says, don't cling to me. For I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go and tell my brothers that I am ascending to my Father and your father, to my God, and your God. And Jesus here is saying to Mary, Mary, don't come near to me. Don't touch me. I have not ascended to my father. My father is your father. The same father that I say is my father. The same father that was heard with a loud voice when Jesus was baptized, saying, this is my son in whom, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That is the same father. Father Mary, that I'm saying, go and tell my brothers that I am going to my father. He's not just my father. That same father is your father. Hallelujah. I just want to share with you this morning about a father in heaven. This father is not just any ordinary father. That is why the title is No Ordinary Father. God is not just an ordinary father. God is not just a healer. God is not just a miracle worker. God is your father. 
You need to move from the, the functional, from the positional, and begin to shift to a relational relationship with him. Because when I pray, my father, it's different to when I say miracle healer. When I say my father, there's a sense of intimacy there. My father, I'm here to speak this morning about my father. And I'm going to be unpacking the title this morning from a parable that Jesus shares one day, it's found in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 15. Jesus is preaching, is teaching the crowds. And in the crowds are Pharisees and scribes. And in the crowd, these Pharisees and scribes are actually grumbling and saying, who is this man that claims to be God, that claims to be a son of God, but yet he surrounds himself with tax collectors. He surrounds himself with sinners. How can he surround himself with that? And Jesus in teaching begins to address this matter. He shares in his teaching three parables, but I've chosen one because I think this one in particular speaks, illustrates what the father is like illustrates how your father in heaven is like glory to jesus so this parable is the parable that is well known of the prodigal son other versions title it the lost son parable and i'm saying to yes family it may be about the lost son who comes to his father and asks for his inheritance yes the father is still alive but he comes to his father and says father give me my inheritance his father divides the inheritance between the two sons his son then a few days later takes all his inheritance and goes to a faraway land where he spends it, where he spends it, and eventually he's left with nothing. And at the same time he's left with nothing, famine strikes that faraway country. And then uh, he finds himself looking for a job just to feed his stomach. And he finds himself uh, given a job where he is to feed uh, pigs and his master does not give him food. But then uh, he remembers that back home, I may be starving here. My master can't even give me food, but he gives me food to give to the pigs. But back home, my father feeds his servants. Yes, the story is about this prodigal son, but I'm here to say this morning, this story is also about the no ordinary father. This story is also about the father of the two sons. This story is about the father of the two sons. I'm going to unpack it. I don't want to spend much time about the lost son or the older son, but I want to speak about the father. I mean, Luke 15 verse 20, the Bible says, and he arose and came to his father, the son that's decided to go back home because back home his father feeds uh, his servants. Back home there is always left over for his servants and he thinks he has decided, he has resolved he to go back home and then he 
on verse 20, the Bible says, And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him. His father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him hallelujah hallelujah what are we seeing here number one we are seeing that yeah jesus is, is, is illustrating i said earlier on jesus is illustrating how our father in heaven is like how our father in heaven is like so yeah number one uh, uh, jesus is saying the father saw the father saw the father saw his son at a distance. I'm saying to you, child of God, our father in heaven is not affected by how far we are. Uh, the distance does not affect his ability to see us. He said in the book of Jeremiah, who thinks they can hide from me? Because wherever you are, I can see you. So here we are, Jesus is teaching those who are there and teaching us that our father sees us our father is not just an ordinary father our father has no blind spot that is why the psalmist in psalm 121 says he doesn't slumber nor does he sleep our father sees us our father sees us, number one. That is why in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 16, and you read about the story of Haggai. Haggai has been mistreated, ill-treated by her master Sarai. And she then runs away. And if you read the story back, the cause of the ill-treatment arose out of Haggai's own doing. So Haggai is running away from her mistress. She runs away and she is found in the wilderness. She's found in the wilderness by a water spring. And an angel of the Lord comes to her and calls her by her name. And I'm thinking here, Haggai is in the wilderness. Haggai is feeling lonely. Haggai is probably feeling unloved. Haggai is probably feeling abused. Haggai is, is probably feeling highly insecure. She's in fear. But here, the Lord in the angel comes and says to her, Haggai, go back. Go back. Go back to where you come from. With more descendants than you can ever count. Haggai, I'm going to bless you with more descendants than you can ever count. Go back to where you came from. Go back to Sarai. Family, I'm saying to you, the angel in a way was saying, Haggai, to someone here, it is only for a moment. It is only for a moment. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy shall come in the morning. I'm declaring over your life, whether it be a broken marriage, whether it be a lost job, whatever it is, I'm saying to you, weeping endures for a night but joy i'm declaring joy i'm declaring joy over your life may joy come may joy come in jesus most precious name so here is haggai and not only does the angel of the lord say haggai go back but she says 
something unheard of. Normally, children are given names by their fathers. She says, Haggai, you will call the son that you are carrying, you will call him Ishmael, which means God hears. So whenever you call your son, it must be a reminder to you that God cares. It must be a reminder to you that God hears. Whenever you call his name, Ishmael, come here. You are reminded that God hears. I'm saying to you, child of God, maybe you are there feeling lonely. Maybe you are there feeling deserted. Maybe you are there feeling uncared for. Maybe you are there feeling as if everything has crumbled. But I'm here to tell you that there's a God out there. You've got a Father in heaven who hears your cries, who hears your 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 prayers who hears your thanksgiving glory to him who hears your praises this father hears everything he hears everything he hears even your complaints he hears even your bitter talk he hears even your sense of non-appreciation but i'm saying to you out there child of god wherever you are god hears but i'm emphasizing this point that you may feel like there's silence in your prayer. You may feel like there's nothing happening, but that silence does not mean that God has not heard you. God hears. His, the angel says to Haggai, call the son when he's born. Call him Ishmael because God hears. Hallelujah. Having experienced that, Haggai calls the Lord a new name. Haggai says, the Lord a Roy. She says, the Lord, you are the God who sees. She says, not only do you hear, yes, you told me to call my son Ishmael, but from what I've experienced here, I know that you have God that sees. Coming back to what Jesus was saying, about the parable that the father saw his son at a distance god sees god saw haggai's pain god saw haggai's ill treatment and god does not only hear and respond but god also sees and responds hallelujah so haggai says ah i have never seen a god like this one I have truly seen a God who sees me. Not sees all of us, but who sees me. Remember when the angel came to, to Haggai, the angel called her by her name. Back where she worked, she was called a slave. God doesn't care what people call you by. You may be a slave, you may be called a slave, but God knows you by your name. Your father in heaven knows you by your name. He called her Haggai. He did not call her a slave, a lady, a woman, a young lady. Come here. He first thing he said was Haggai, where are you from? And I'm just declaring over your life this morning on Father's Day that may you have those moments 
May you have those moments and many such moments in your life where you say, I have seen a God who sees me. May you have those moments where you say, I have seen a God who sees me. May you have those moments over your finances. May you have those moments over your relationships. May you have those moments over your businesses. May you have your, those, those moments over your spiritual growth. May you have those moments every day that I have seen a God. I have seen my Father in heaven. I have seen a Father that's none other that sees me. Not just sees those around me, but sees me. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Then we move on to number two. The Bible says, the verse I read in uh, Luke chapter 15, verse 20, it says, the father saw and had compassion. I'm saying to you, child of God, your father in heaven has compassion. Your father in heaven has compassion. If you read Isaiah, Isaiah 30, 18, he says, yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion. He will rise up. He will lift himself up. He will sit on the most high so that he can show compassion to you. So that he can show compassion to you because he is compassionate hallelujah i'm saying to you you've got a father in heaven you've got a father in heaven who not just only sees but a father who has compassion philip says jesus uh, show us the father and jesus turns around naturally says philip how can you say this haven't i been with you guys for such a long time haven't you seen me because if you see me, you have actually seen the Father. If you've seen me, you have seen the Father. So here we are, understanding that our Father has compassion for us. And we can see this compassion in Jesus Christ. Because Jesus says, if you've seen me, seen the father we can see the compassion in Jesus Christ because one day Jesus walks into a city and at the city gate and this is just one of many instances and at the city gate Jesus sees a widow going to bury she, she sees a funeral procession of a widow going to bury her son her only son and my bible says jesus had overflow of compassion jesus overflowed with compassion and that compassion caused him to go straight and intervene the procession and stop the procession and say to the woman woman stop crying and he goes to the coffin touches the coffin and commands the boy in the coffin to get up and the boy gets up and jesus takes the son and gives the son 
to the mother. Now the question is, did the mother see Jesus and run to Jesus and say, Jesus, my son has died. Please help me. No, she did not. Jesus overflowing with compassion did not have to wait for the woman to ask but Jesus overflowing with compassion stepped in hallelujah that is why in the parable we see the father running because he is filled with compassion and when you are filled with compassion it causes you to act hallelujah so Jesus acted hallelujah and many times we read in the bible about jesus's compassion when he was preaching teaching to the multitude one day he's been preaching to them for a number of days they don't come to him and say lord you've preached us thank you but can you make a plan for us we are hungry my bible says he saw that they were hungry they did not have to ask him he saw that they were hungry and he made a provision for them in another instance jesus is preaching in one of the synagogues and in there is a woman that's been uh, bent twice double for 18 years by a spirit he sees her while preaching and he, he says to her woman you've been healed the woman did not come to jesus the woman did not come pleading with jesus and many times the bible tells us matthew 14 verse 14 it says while jesus was preaching the multitudes he saw the the sick and he healed all of them hallelujah i'm saying to you child of god this morning on father's day you've got a father in heaven who does not wait for you to ask but out of compassion acts out of compassion moves out of compassion makes things happen for you yes child of god jesus taught us ask and you will be given jesus taught us yes do not cease do not stop praying do not give up continue praying and yes in the book of james 4 verse 2 that the bible also says there you do not have because you have not asked but i'm saying to you child of god on father's day there are moments where god does not have to wait for you to ask where god is just going to show his compassion over your situation where you god is going to show compassion over your situation Haggai did not cry to God but God out of compassion responded the woman that had been sick for 18 years did not cry to God but Jesus responded those 5,000 hungry men and 4,000 hungry uh, hungry men did not cry to Jesus but Jesus saw hallelujah uh, that woman that widow and I'm just saying to you child of God maybe 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 you are carrying your hope this widow had hope in a son that this is going to be my bread winner going forward this is going to be the one that 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 feeds me this is going to be the one that supports me in my old days she's a widow so she doesn't have a husband there's no hope for her to have another child but here jesus out of compassion responds yeah jesus out of compassion responds maybe you are carrying something i don't know what it is that is in the coffin but i'm declaring this morning i'm declaring this morning that by by the power of god by the power of a father in heaven who's no ordinary God I'm declaring this morning that as you walk in that procession as you walk along may God touch that coffin may God touch whatever it is may God command out of compassion
compassion, not out of what you've done, but you've got a father who's compassionate. May God turn the situation around. May God cause whatever had died, whatever dreams, whatever hopes, whatever desires, whatever marriage it was, whatever job it was, may God, just by touching, being a compassionate God, may God change your situation so that you can say, I have seen a God that sees me. I have seen a father that sees me. I've seen a father that's no ordinary father. I've seen a father that loves me. I've seen a father that's moved by compassion. I don't have to ask. That is why the Bible says, he knows even before we ask, hallelujah, glory to him, glory to him. Let us move on, glory to him, glory to you, God, glory to you, heavenly father. We honor you, we exalt you this morning. What about our father? The Bible says he saw and he had compassion and he ran. Number three, he ran. Family. This is not an ordinary father. This father ran to his son. Let me be real for a moment. How many of us, when we were children, did our father run? Our fathers ran to us. Unless we were in pain, unless we were crying, unless we were about to fall into danger, that was the only time our fathers would run to us. When I was young, I never came into the yard at home and my father would run to me. When I had children, I never stepped out of the car and ran to my children. But here in this case, we see the table turned upside down because this is no ordinary father. This is no ordinary father, child of God. This is a different father at a different level. Hallelujah. God will lift up your name. We thank you, God, that you've accepted us as your children. We are adopted through Jesus Christ. But we today are your own children. We can cry to you. We can come to you. You hear. You listen. You watch. You run to us, my God. Glory to you. Let's go back to the parable. This young man is out there. And remember in those days, men wear attire that covered like dresses that went down. And here is this man. He's running there to come back here. But it doesn't bother him. He cannot wait to have contact with his son. His son is taking too long to get here. So he decides to lift up his, his garment and start running, expose his legs that are supposed to be covered. This father took shame. He ran, he took the shame. It must have been a shameful scene to see an old man lifting up his, 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 his attire and running as fast as he could towards his son because he knew he wanted to cover his son. He wanted to cover his son. He wanted to take the shame away from the son because when he was coming back in the street, coming back among the people, he was hugging his son. 
He had covered his shame. I'm saying you've got a father in heaven who will step out. Who will step out for you. Take your shame so that he can cover your shame. In the Garden of Eden, God slaughtered an animal and covered the shame of Adam and Eve. When Jesus hung on the cross, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Because not only was Jesus covering our shame, but Jesus was removing our shame. That is why we can now come boldly before the throne of grace. We can come boldly before our Father. We can come boldly before Him and declare to Him, Father, Abba, Daddy, Papa, my God, my Father. Because shame has been removed from us. This is the Father that we have. This is the Father. He removed the shame. He ran towards the Son to cover Him and bring Him back home, cover Him. As they walk back home, cover Him. I'm saying, child of God, you are covered with the, by the blood of Jesus. I'm declaring over your life, no shame shall befall you. No shame shall befall you. Stand strong. Number four. The Bible says, or Jesus in the parable says, the father fell on his neck, meaning the son's neck, and kissed him. Hallelujah. Here is a man that's been running, running so fast. He gets to his son. This is the very same son that's been feeding Pigs. I'm not sure whether he had actually washed before he took the journey back home. But I know the other thing for the fact that the Bible says it was a place far away. So he must have taken a number of days walking, coming to coming back home. And this is probably a son who's now sweating. Not only is he sweating, he's smelling of pig dung. He's smelling of pig food. But when the father gets to him, my Bible says he fell on his neck and kissed him. Hallelujah. Yeah, child of God, I'm saying to you, this father did not ask any questions. This father did not wait for the son to explain his situation. This father was in a good position to say to his son, Son, what has happened? I've worked so hard for this inheritance that I gave you. What have you done to it? But no, this father did not come there and say, My son, you are smelling of, of dung. My son, you are smelling of sweat. But my Bible, another version says, He put his hands around him. In other words, God engulfed him. God poured out his love to him. God did not wait. God does not wait for you to explain. He's not a God that asks questions. 
Why did you do that? Were you not here just the other day? No. That's from the devil. But God is so quick to cover you. That's why the Bible says he forgives, forgets, and throws our sins far away from us. Again, Jesus. Another example where Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. This is the story of a woman caught committing adultery. She's brought to Jesus and they want to test Jesus. And Jesus says nothing to the woman. The only question he asked the woman was, Woman, where are those that have accused you? Jesus had every reason. He had every power. Here he was in authority. He had the right statute because he had committed no sin. He was rightfully placed to ask this woman, what happened? Didn't you know that this man is married or you are married? Where is this man? What actually happened to you? But he just asked you, where are those? That are, where are your accusers? I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. This is the kind of God, this is the kind of father child of God that you have. A father that cares for you. A father that will not ask questions. A father that will accept you as you are. A father that will hug you. A father that does not wait for you to explain, but hugs you. If you read further on this parable, the Bible says, hallelujah, the Bible says, he called his servants to get the best gown. Hallelujah. In those days, a gown was a sign of honor. It was a sign of honor. You were lost, but you are now found. I'm going to give you honor. I'm going to surround you with honor. Hallelujah. Yes, you may have thought you are not worthy to be called my son. Yes, you may have thought you, are, you should just be a servant in, in my house. I don't want to hear that. In fact, he shut his son up before he could recite what uh, he had thought he was going to say to his father. I am not worthy of being called your son. No, he didn't wait for his son to get there. But he said to his servants, bring the best gown, hallelujah. Then he says, get a ring, hallelujah. I want to restore this man. I want to restore my son. This ring is a family ring. This ring is a ring of authority. I am restoring the authority that you had before you left here, hallelujah. Not only does he tell his servants to bring a ring but he tells his servants to bring sandals for him in those days slaves never wore sandals slaves or sandals were worn by masters 
And here he is saying to his son, Son, I'm giving you honor. Son, I'm giving you authority. Son, I am releasing you. I am freeing you from being a slave. I'm not a slave anymore to sin. That's what we read in Galatians. I'm not a slave anymore to sin. I am setting you free. Hallelujah. Did the father ever ask what happened to the world? No. Then lastly, he says, slaughter the calf. In those days, there was a calf. That's why he didn't say slaughter, find a calf. He said slaughter the calf. Because in those days, there was, there were, there was a calf that was always kept for special events. Kept for special moments. That is why he says this is a special moment. My son was lost. My son was dead. But today he is alive. It is worthy for us to have a ceremony, a celebration. Because child of God, your father in heaven sees things differently to the way we see things on earth. Our father is no ordinary father. Our father in heaven sees things in a different dimension, in a different perspective than we see ourselves. Hallelujah. Glory to the king. Glory to him. Now as I close, something tells you in my spirit that there are fathers that today God wants them to change their ways. That God wants them to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That God wants them to begin to be heads of their family and lead their families in a godly way, just like Christ is the head of his church. I'm extending this not just to those fathers, I'm extending this to everyone who's listening and has not opened the door to Jesus. Family, open the door to Jesus Christ. Make the decision. And once you've made the decision, take action. Take action, hallelujah. Take action, hallelujah. And one of the actions that I'm going to ask you to do this morning on Father's Day, it is to say this short prayer with me. To decide is one thing, it's like a, check, a, a wish list, but you need to take action to begin to see change. Hallelujah. Say this prayer with me. Father, I thank you that you gave Jesus for us on the cross. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose on the third day. And I believe that Jesus died for my sins. Yes, I was a sinner, but if I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, my sins are forgiven. Jesus, today I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Be Lord over my life. I thank you in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Once you've said that prayer, take action. Start praying. Find a Bible. There are many Bible apps uh, um, on your phone. Find a Bible and start reading the Bible. Amen. I just want to thank you for being part of this message. Fathers, go out there, 
may you be spoiled. Have a great Father's Day. I thank you for joining us on this Sunday. Amen.